Who else likes peanut butter? Anybody else? Man, we got all kind of peanut butter people here. That's cool. All right, if you want to take your seats, we're going to get started here in a couple minutes. And uh, one more announcement that I have for you guys is global leadership done globally every year. And this year it's going to be in August, the 11th and 12th, I think. It's up there. Yeah, it's a Thursday, Friday. It's going to be at New City Church. Uh, But there's uh, something you can get in for like $99 if you get your tickets before June 28th, I believe, is the cutoff. So if you want to be involved in that, it's great teaching from a lot of leaders and also some pastors around the world and, and around the nation. So it's a two-day, and it's it's like a fire hose, man. I tell you what, I've gone a couple times, and last year it was, it was uh, incredible. So we're plugging that. So if you want to go to Global Leadership Summit, you can go online. You can get tickets and stuff like that. And like I said, there is a, a cheaper price until June 28th. Next week, I'm going to have a little blip also in the link reminding us. So if you forget, there will be one more opportunity for you guys. It'll be next week. So today what we're going to do is I'm going to bring you back to grammar school. All right. Everybody likes grammar school. Well, at least I did. I thought grammar school was kind of fun. But I'm going to, we're going to talk about the ABCs of our faith. So that's what we're going to be talking about today, the ABCs. And you know what? When you think of ABC, what do you think of? You think of that ABC song, right? Let's sing it. Why don't we sing it today? A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P. Okay, we've got to stop. How many thought elemental P was one word back in the day, right? It was like elemental P. I'm like, yeah, and so you just said it as fast as you could, right? And then Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y and Z, now you know your ABCs. Next time, won't you sing again with me? Because you already sung with me. E-I-E-I-O, right? So it's the ABCs, and it's a song that's so familiar to us. We just know all about it. But today, we're going to talk about the ABCs of our faith. So if I say the word faith, how would you guys define that? Gift, okay, that's good. What else? Loyalty, good. Somebody else? Trust, yeah, exactly. That's what faith is all about. Are those words that you guys threw out there? That was awesome. I looked it up in Webster's Dictionary, and it's a little more official. Uh, what they, how they define faith is belief that is not based on proof. Belief that is not based on proof. Many of you guys know, you've been around here for a while, and I retired from the Air Force, and that was back in 2010. Well, in 2009, I was contemplating retirement. So I was thinking about, okay, because you have to put in for retirement, and then you have to select a date, and then they approve it, and, you know, not a lot of red tape, but there's some process you need to go through. So I was thinking about that and probably mid-2009, beginning, yeah, maybe beginning of 2009, I'm thinking about retirement. And I'm like, yeah, I got, I'm going to have to retire. So I put in for retirement, uh, got it approved, got my date and stuff, and, and I'm thinking, okay, cool. It was 1 February 2010 was going to be my date. So you get, out, you get to get out a little early because of leave and stuff like that. So I was actually going to be done with the Air Force sometime in mid-December. 
And so I'm like, okay. And if you know anything about military retirement, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's great to have a military retirement. It pays a couple of the bills, but it doesn't pay all the bills. So here I'm faced now after being in the military for 25 years. Now I have to start looking for a job. And I, boy, I tell you what, after 25 years in the Air Force, I was a little rusty at looking for the job, for a job. So they have a thing where they kind of groom you and they teach you how to get out of the military and transition into civilian life. So I went through all that and I developed a resume and there was a couple jobs I was interested in. So I put, you know, put my resume out there and was waiting and I was waiting and I was waiting, and the time was ticking. Time keeps ticking away, tick, tick, ticking away. That's an old song from back in the day, right? Uh, and so it was ticking away, and I found myself like two months before retirement not having a job. And, uh, and I'm like, okay. Uh, throughout this whole time, though, I never really felt worried about it. Uh, I was never really stressed out about it. I just, I just kind of had a peaceful confidence, so to speak, that God was going to take care of me and, and everything was going to be okay. But time was ticking away, right? Tick, tick, ticking away. And as it got closer, got closer, I kind of was feeling a little anxiety, but I wasn't worried. I was feeling anxiety. And then I started my terminal leave is what it's called. And I still didn't have a job, still didn't have any prospects. Well, I was about two weeks into my terminal leave when I finally received a phone call. It was about a month before my retirement. And I had an interview for a job that following week. So I went through that interview, prepared for the interview, went for the interview. And then like two days later, I got the job offer. And I was like, thank you, Lord. So everything worked out. I mean, it kind of worked out, but it was a little stressful at that time, not, you know, having anything to, to roll into. And, and so I guess what I'm saying is that through that process, God really taught me about faith. And he really taught me about not taking matters into my own hands and just relying upon his timing. As I was obedient to him, as I was just doing what he wanted me to do, he is faithful to take care of us, but that requires us to exercise faith. In the middle of those situations, we need to exercise faith. I mean, we need to do what we need to do, but we also, there's a faith element there that, that is really amazing. And when you walk through that, um, it really boosts up your faith and it really encourages you that God truly is in control and God really has our best interests at heart. Now, I don't know if you can maybe relate to that story. Maybe there's a different story that you're kind of thinking of that God taught you something about faith or how to rely upon him. Or, or maybe you encountered a time when you felt that the world or the odds were all against you. You know, may the odds be ever in your favor, right? That's a, the line from 100 games the last few years. But, but maybe you've gone through a situation to where you felt the odds and the world was against you, and you really weren't quite sure if God was going to come through or not. And I don't know about you, but God's timing is normally, uh, is, not, is always perfect, and it's normally right at the last minute. <laughs> so, but that's a good thing. That's where God exercises and helps us exercise our faith and really helps us boost uh, that but maybe you were in, in a situation where money was really tight and you didn't know if God was going to come through. Or maybe you, you had uh, uh, pressure in your life to compromise your morals. And, you know, it was really intense and it was very overwhelming. 
Or maybe there was a time where you felt maybe compelled to share your faith, but then you got afraid about sharing your faith and you crumbled and you didn't really go out on a limb and share your faith and then you felt guilty afterward. Or maybe there was a time when temptation just comes into your life and it it's kind of seems irresistible and you really don't know what to do. Well, when we face those types of situations or a situation like a career change like I did, we get attacked from the enemy and we really need to know what to do. How do we battle? How do we come against those attacks of the enemy as he's trying to mess with us in these situations that we find ourselves in life? Well, let's go ahead and turn to Ephesians. We've been in chapter 6. We're going to continue in chapter 6, starting at verse 14, and we're going to go through verse 16. If you don't have a Bible, I think there's one more. I'm ordering them this week, but there's a Bible available in the back, and also you can go on your app, and I'm going to be in the ESV version for this particular Bible reading. Uh, And also there's notes available in the front and in the back, and there's also notes available on your app as well that you can save and, and email to yourself. Ephesians 6, 14 says this, Stand therefore, having fastened, and I just want to stop right there. Remember we talked about this several weeks ago, having fastened is past tense, so this is positional when we're in Christ. Having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. So here we read in verse 16 of Ephesians 6 that we're supposed to take up the shield of faith and by taking up that shield of faith, we'll be able to extinguish the fiery arrows or darts that Satan tries to throw at us in our lives. So this morning, it's all about taking up the shield of faith. So that brings us to the ABCs of faith. Like I said, we're going to go back to grammar school a little bit, and I'm going to kind of mess you up a little bit too, so I apologize ahead of time. But we're actually going to start off with letter B, and then we'll go back to A, and you'll understand why. But B, faith is belief. Faith is belief. In Galatians 2.16, in the NLT, it says this, We have believed in Christ Jesus so that we might be made right with God because of our faith in Christ, not because we have obeyed the law. So that's number one, is faith is belief. And we read that in Galatians. When I believe, what happens? When I believe, I'm reconnected with God. That's what this is telling me right here. When I believe, I'm reconnected with God. And a little bit further along in Galatians 3.26, it says this, For you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. So not only am I reconnected with God, but when I believe, I'm adopted into God's family. I'm a child of God, and so are you. And that's some really good news this morning. And then another uh, Bible verse that I like to go to is Romans 5.1. When I believe, it's just as if I've never sinned. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. 
So I'm reconnected to God. I'm adopted into God's family. And then I'm justified. And it's just as if I've never sinned. So all of these things happen simply because we believe in Jesus. That's what happens. So number one, or letter B, is faith. Now, I don't know about you, but when I think about my story, uh, I go back to, for Gene and, and myself, is 1993. And the, the backstory is, can get pretty complicated. Probably for each one of us, the, our backstories can get complicated. But we were to the point to where we were ready to say that prayer, and we prayed that prayer with the 700 Club, Pat Robertson, and I know I've told you this before, probably for uh, two weeks just to make sure that stuck. But we believed, and then we said that prayer, and then our lives changed. Something miraculous happened. It just changed both Gene and I from the inside out. But it started with belief, and it started with that simple prayer. Now, faith just isn't belief, which brings us back to letter A. Faith is also action. Faith is also action. In James chapter 2, verses 14 through 16, it says this, What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save you? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing, and you say, Goodbye and have a good day. Stay warm and eat well but then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? Man, that is a great, you know, if you've never read the book of James, read the book of James. There's a lot of great nuggets of truth and really common sense ways to walk out this thing we call the Christian life. And this is one of them right here. Belief without value, belief is without value if I won't act on it. Belief is without value if I won't act on it. And so that's why we do things around the community. And not only, it doesn't have to be just organized through Connect. I know in my own personal life, there's some times where I see a need and and then I help somebody out. Whether it be clothing or food or or whatever it is. I mean, that's what we are called to do. That's where belief meets the road through our action. Hebrews 11.1 1 says this, Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It's the evidence of things that we cannot see. I love the movie Indiana Jones. It's, it's just a great movie. And so there's a great clip, and I think it's the third Indiana Jones movie that we're going to watch here just for about a minute or so. Watch this clip. What a great scene from that movie. He had to have faith. He had to believe and have faith. But not only believe, he needed to take action, didn't he? He needed to step out in faith in order to see that faith become real in his life. So how can we put our faith into action? And for each one of us, it's going to be different at different parts in our life, different times of our life. I give because I believe God is generous. That's one way. 
Another way is that I honor God with my sexuality because I believe that God is holy. That's another way. Another way is I share my faith with others because I believe God wants everyone to be in relationship with him and to be saved from a eternity in hell. Now, last week we had the uh, testimony worksheets available for us, and we still have quite a few left over. So if you weren't with us last week and, and you want to see what that was all about, there's, those worksheets are on the table as you leave. But that's one way for us is to just write out our testimony to be able to use that as we come in contact with others, either family or friends in our lives or coworkers. And then lastly, I resist temptation because I believe Jesus conquered the devil. If I believe that Jesus conquered the devil, that gives me faith. To be able to put that faith into action and resist those temptations that come my way. So faith is belief. Faith is action. And also faith quenches the devil's darts. Faith quenches the devil's darts. Yeah, we took a little liberty there with spelling. I saw the eyebrows raise up. Now, I know how to spell quench, but it didn't go with ABC, so we, we switched it up for today. But you're going to remember it, right? That's what we try to do. We try to do things that you'll remember. Faith quenches the devil's darts. Ephesians 6.16 says this, In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. I read it again because it's that important. The devil is bombarding you and bombarding me with fiery arrows. And I know we probably don't, as an archer, you probably don't use that lingo bombarding. Cause, but that's really what it is. It gives me a great visual picture of what's going on. I'm being assaulted by flaming arrows each and every day. Jesus said this in John 10.10, the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. Yes, that's the purpose of of the thief and what he wants to do in our lives. Ephesians 6 says those fiery darts are actually, or those darts are actually on fire. Once again, that gives me a great visual And if you ever see any medieval or or old movies, you see that all the time. There's those archers that stand in the back. And many of those times, they, they light their arrows and then they loft them off into the city. Because, you know, normally the roofs and stuff are made out of grass or whatever back in the day, right? So it was easy to catch things on fire and to burn down a city. So this is why we need a shield, is because those flaming arrows, those devil's darts are coming at us. Now, there's a video of a shield that we're going to show, and it's a period shield. And so it's much like the shield probably that Paul was seeing at the time, pretty similar to that. The interesting about this shield is that a lot of times they covered the shield with uh, hides, and they would actually dip the hides in either water or vinegar, Or if you've ever seen uh, some movies that have the tortoise maneuver where they put the shields over themselves, all of them, and they they march, 
you know, towards a castle or towards a city or whatever. They used to actually put seaweed underneath those hides, vinegar-soaked seaweed, so that when those arrows hit, they would be extinguished. I read that one Roman soldier from ancient times recorded that his shield was so effective that he counted 220 arrows in his shield during a battle. What if your faith was so effective that you could withstand 220 fiery darts from the enemy? That's effective faith, is it not? That's encouraging. That's what having the shield of faith actually does in our lives. Having that type of faith operating in our lives quenches the fiery darts that the enemy is lobbing in on us each and every day. I want to share a story uh, out of the Gospel of Luke. Now, Jesus had just finished uh, coming down uh, off, off an area we call the Sermon on the Mount. He, he did this teaching in Matthew, I think it's chapters 5 through 7. And, and in Luke, it's chapter 7 is where I want to start, verses 1 through 9. Here, Jesus had just got done doing all of this teaching, and then he comes down and he returned to Capernaum. Verse 2, it says this, At that time, the highly valued slave of a Roman officer was sick and near to death. When the officer heard about Jesus, he sent some respected Jewish elders to ask him to come and heal his slave which, if you know anything about that type of culture, that's very odd that he would have that kind of relationship with the Jewish elders, but he did. So they earnestly begged Jesus to help the man. If anyone deserves your help, he does, they said. So obviously there was a mutual respect between the elders and and this centurion as well. For he loves the Jewish people and has even built a synagogue for us. Once again, very strange. So Jesus went with them, but just before they arrived at the house, the officer sent some more friends out to say, Lord, do do not trouble yourself by coming to my home, for I am not worthy of such an honor. I am not even worthy to come and meet you. Just say the word from where you are, and my servant will be healed. I know this because I am under the authority of my superior officers and I have authority over my soldiers as well. I need only say go and they go or come and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. Verse 9, when Jesus heard this, he was amazed. And another version says he was marveled at this request. Turning to the crowd who was following him, he said, I tell you, I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel. And when the officer's friends returned to the house, they found the slave completely healed. Wow. I know many of us have probably read that story before. But when we really sit down and think about that story, that really, truly is amazing. The enemy wanted to destroy this centurion's faith by having his slave die. And we don't know the circumstances behind that, but we're presuming that was part of the deal because look at the faith of this Roman soldier. That's incredible. 
And then for Jesus to say he has not seen anyone in Israel have that kind of faith, speaking about that Roman centurion, is amazing. And then what happened because of that man's faith and because he believed in who Jesus was, but he also acted on it by sending the Jewish elders and then sending some friends out as well. Well, the bottom line is that his faith quenched the fiery dart that the enemy had lobbed at him. And he was able to exercise his faith and his slave was healed. There was a Christian writer called John Bloom, and and I ran across this yesterday. It says this, This man whose faith made Jesus marvel was not a disciple. He, He didn't do any miracles. He planted no churches. He didn't have a degree, and he had no religious title. His spiritual resume was unimpressive. The man with the greatest faith in Israel was a centurion who simply knew who Jesus was, what he was able to do, He humbly asked him and trusted that he would receive what he needed. He really believed in Jesus. That is still the faith that makes Jesus marvel today. Think about that. That type of faith, Jesus is still amazed at that kind of faith, even today. And that can be your story too. And it can be mine. If we take up the shield of faith, we believe and we exercise our faith in action, then that faith, that shield, will quench the enemy's fiery darts in our lives. So let's go back and let's do a little recap as to what we learned today about the shield of faith. A, faith is action. B, faith is belief. And now C, faith quenches the D, the devil's darts. So let's put that all together, and and it's going to be one statement, and this is in your notes if you're taking notes with me. When I act on what I believe, I quench the devil's darts. When I act on what I believe, I quench the devil's darts. So why don't you say that with me? Let's repeat that all together. When I act on what I believe, I quench the devil's darts. That was lame. Let's do it again a little louder. <laughs> when I act on what I believe, I quench the devil's darts. That's right. That's what happens. That's how important that shield of faith is in our lives. And we can talk about the analogies of armor and all this other stuff, but that's the bottom line, what it comes down to. That shield protects us from the enemy's fiery flames and darts. So what about you today? What action step do you need to take based on what you believe? And this action step is going to quench those fiery darts that come into your life. And for each one of us, it's different. There's always a common thread, and maybe some of us do struggle with the same things that the enemy lobs at us. But it could be different for each one of us. So the question is, 
What action steps do you need to take in your life? Maybe it's uh, with the finances. Maybe you need to take action with the finances that are rooted on the belief that God is generous and that God is faithful. Maybe you don't think God is generous or God is faithful, but he is. That's truth. What action do you need to take maybe in your sexuality that is rooted in the belief that God is holy? Culture is a funny thing these days, right? Culture says one thing and it changes, but God's word says something and it doesn't change. God is holy. We need not forget that. I, you know, I grew up in the Catholic Church, and obviously I, I'm not Catholic anymore, but that's the one thing that stuck with me all through my life until I got into this relationship with Jesus and even carried that into this relationship with Jesus too. I had no idea about grace and mercy, but I knew that God was holy. And sometimes that's oppressive, and sometimes that's just tradition, and sometimes that's this and that, especially if you're in other religions, I understand that. But that's one thing that I never lost. I was excited when I found out about the grace and the mercy of God. And it still exists, and it operates in my life every single day. And I don't deserve it, but I get it, and it's awesome. But the thing that I really enjoy from my upbringing is that I understand that God is holy and I just want to serve him because of the grace and the mercy that I've been able to receive in my life, but he's holy. That's awesome. Maybe that's your action point today or maybe uh, what action do you need to take to share your faith with somebody? We talked about that earlier. Can you exercise your faith and believe in the mission of Jesus? We talk a lot about that mission here at Connect. We're on mission to help people reconnect with God. That's why we exist as a body of believers. That's why we exist, to help people reconnect with God. Maybe that's your action point today. Or maybe it's temptation. Maybe you're tempted in many different areas and you just can't seem to get victory in that in your life. But exercising your faith and, and taking those action steps to maybe remove yourself from that temptation. Or like Craig Groeschel said a couple weeks ago, if I can eliminate something today that might be a, po- a potential temptation in the future, why not do it? That was a great lesson that I learned. If I can eliminate something today that could be a temptation in the future. Well, and I'll just give you the Bob version. I'd be an idiot to not eliminate that from my life today. Maybe that's your action step. A lot of times we we have next steps for us today, but if you look in your notes, there's just a couple of lines because what I'd like to do right now is the band's going to come up, the band's going to play for a little while, they're going to replay that one song that we ended with, And during that worship time, during this five minutes or whatever, I'm going to let you pray and meditate and let God speak to you here this morning as to what your next step is going to be. There's three blanks. Maybe you don't have three next steps. That's fine. 
But I know God has one next step for each and every one of us here this morning. So as the band gets ready, let's just go ahead into a moment of prayer. Father God, I thank you so much for the armor, God, that you provide for us. Those shoes of peace that's positional, the breastplate that you give us that righteous because you're righteous. That belt of truth that is put on first because Jesus, you are truth. And everything else connects to that belt. But now, God, you've called us to take something up. And the first thing that we're taking up is the shield of faith. And not just any old shield, but a shield that can quench the devil's darts. That's the kind of shield that you ask us to take up today. And so, God, I know we've gone through the teaching swiftly this morning. But I know as I was preparing, God, you spoke to my heart in several different ways. And so now we just spend a few moments in your presence as the band leads us in this worship song. And I would just pray that you would speak to each heart here this morning. Give us that action step personally right now in Jesus' name. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for your heart towards us. And now we give our hearts back to you. And as we're about in a moment of prayer, maybe maybe you haven't given your heart to God. Maybe you haven't said that prayer and accepted Jesus' sacrifice on the cross and his resurrection to take away your sins. Well, as I pray this over each one of us, say this prayer. Father God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die on a cross and to rise from the dead for my sins personally. God, I admit I'm a sinner and that I need your forgiveness, so I ask you, Jesus, to forgive me right now. Take away those sins as far as the east is from the west in my life. I thank you for your sacrifice, Jesus. And now I pray that after I say this prayer, that now my life is made new. Make my life new right now. Make me a new creation in Jesus' name. Make me a new creation right now. Guide my steps. Change me from the inside out. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 That's a powerful prayer. If you said that prayer, fill that out on your connection card. Mark down that, you know what? I decided today to either start this relationship with Jesus or be reconnected with God. And so we're going to end here and with a celebration song in just a moment, but um, 
There's baskets to your right and your left. Just go ahead, and if you're on the end aisle, pick up those baskets and put in your connection card in your envelope and send that along. And some ushers will be available. I know Dennis isn't here today, so a couple of the ushers, if you could stand up and grab those baskets as they come across the aisle. Thanks for being with us this morning. It's a special, special morning. If you feel that you want more prayer, come grab myself or or grab one of the leaders, and we'd love to pray with you for a specific issue, maybe a situation that you have going on in your lives. Don't take off until you grab one of us and so we can pray for you today. All right, are we ready for the celebration song? All right, let's do it. Why don't you stand with the band? Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Aaron, for being a part of the band today. Give it up for Aaron. It's great. I got to tell you, it makes me feel really old having these guys up here in the band. I mean, I was a youth leader when they were about that tall. But it's, it's awesome. It's awesome having them here. And it's really, the, and it's kind of the power of a legacy, you know, just it's great for me to be involved with their lives when they were younger. And now I get to see what God is doing in and through them. It's really powerful. So it's really awesome. So I'll get off. Let's celebrate. All right, let's do it.